Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to another episode of Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. This is a playground to connect a community of women by sharing our gifts, skills, and talents. And sometimes I include men. Hey, because we learn from everybody. I hope all is well in your world and you are moving and grooving. July is on roller skates and August is on the way. So I guess that August is going to be good to us. But nevertheless, I hope you are doing well and you are taking your best stride. I have officially launched. I jumped into my rocket and I'm heading to the moon. My elementary school teacher used to say, shoot for the moon. If you miss You will land amongst the stars. So child, I am shooting for the moon. And if I miss, I will land amongst the stars. I am trying to hang and roll with the big dogs. And so I needed to step up my game. The feedback has been wonderful. Everybody loves the emerald green and gold. Emerald classic, honey. Like, God, if you hear me, please let my next engagement ring be an emerald cut. Yes, emerald. Mm. But as I stated last week, I decided on the color of green because green is Granny's favorite color. So I am honoring her. But it also means rebirth, renewal, and prosperity. And I need that ching ching to come my way. But more importantly, it's so inviting. You just got to go on and see it. Shout out to my people that I've been working with for months and that have been extending their patience with me. My other brand photographer, Miss Jada Simpson, and the brand strategist, Christy Staples. Y'all are awesome sauce. So check it out. The new website is www.iamcharliemarcole.com. That's right. I am. I am rocking the power of I am. I am confident. I am influential. I am divinely protected. I am loved. I am the next media guru. I am not lost. I am at peace. I am speaking life over myself because you got to speak life in some dead situations. You know, when you don't speak over yourself, you start to believe that everything that people say about you and to you is true. Mm-mm. I am the best. I hope you listened to last week's episode with Southern girl Denise and Jay Speaks the Poet. Both are talented individuals out here doing their thing. So please, Confluencers, go like and follow in their journey. Let me tell you something. It's a lot of things happening in the world besides no cure for corona. 
and the numbers increasing daily. I promise. I yell out to God. God, we need you. Your children need you. Many people are on the brinks of a breakdown. And see, here it is. Corona is making us deal with what we have masked for so long. And damn near took our clutches away. See, you got to deal with your problems. You have to deal with your situations because it's nowhere to run and it's nowhere to hide. And my heart broke the other day when I saw Kanye West break down in front of the world and Tamar's attempt at suicide. As a coach and a counselor, I know a cry for help. Many people laughed about it and, you know, shared and retweeted. But mental illness is real. And here we are thinking. On this side, the regular people side, here we are thinking is that they haven't made. And that's why I have to call in the expert to break this down so we can talk about it. My guest today knows about mental illness firsthand. He's created a service to literally meet you where you are. Ladies of Confluence, let's welcome and whoop it up for V. Sebastian Moore, licensed therapist. Whoop, 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 whoop. Good morning, good morning. How art good. thou? I am fully functioning. How are you? Listen, I'm up here working on this new book. I'm using this time wisely to better myself. Ready? Mm-hmm. Like if you say ready, one more. Listos. See. See. And we. We and see. We and see. We speak in French and Spanish this morning, okay? Yeah, I'm multilinguistic. Multi, hey, that's how you don't lose clients. You got to be ever more ready for whoever walks through the door. All right. All is well here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm so happy. To have you back on the podcast you've been on the show but i'm happy to have you here mm-hmm. and i'm happy to be here without question without question you know you know i listen it's so much happening in the world and i said i gotta bring on some people that know their shit you understand what i mean wholeheartedly well Let's jump into it. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Well, um, I am Sebastian Moore, LPC, which is a licensed professional counselor. I am a therapist and I'm the owner of Progress to Purpose Concierge Therapy. We service the Southwest Katie Richmond Rosenberg area primarily. However, if a client is in need elsewhere, we meet you where you are, which is the concierge component. Um, where we meet you literally and figuratively where you are. I, you know, I was going to break that down. 
How does that name meet you where you are? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. I, I will meet you wherever you need because mental illness definitely runs rapid. And at times like this, it is on a, I want to say, a, 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 um, I'm going to say a war path, right? Mm. Because those things that we need or we use to aid in our, our whiteness, mm. right? Uh, functioning. <laughs> uh-huh. Th- those things that help us function, those things that help us push through. So we can say, I'm cool. It's good. I'm all right. The ugly band-aid has definitely, be, def- definitely been ripped off and people are struggling, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I.e., you know, particularly in the black race. Um, mm-hmm. And so I brought you on so we could talk about mental illness historically within our culture. And then to talk about Yeezy, baby. Oh. This week, you know, he had a emotional uh, meltdown. You know, I'm going to call it what it is. Um, he had a manic episode mm. um, in front of the world. You know, he's decided to create a political party called the birthday party. Did y'all know that? Did you know that? <laughs> I wish I didn't. Yeah, the birthday party. I'm like, okay, so is it going to be lit? Like, what's going to be your tagline? <laughs> Where is it going to be lit? We going to light it up and turn up all the way through politics? Like, what is going to be your tagline? And so I was like, I want to bring, you know, a black male, a onto the show you know confluence is for women but i've made a space for men that have some shit to say i've made that happen because you know sometimes as women we'll listen to a man before we miss listen to our home girl or someone that's in our circle that is live that life if you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i wanted to bring a male on um a therapist on um, that is A, certified, B, has a licensure, C, again, knows what they're talking about. So that's why I brought you on. So can we just well, jump into it? We can. And I got to say that I'm a little flattered by you thinking of me. So I'm going to call that a hashtag Tinder moment. Hashtag, it's Tinder over here. You know, but I got love for you. I, I got major love for you. I mean, A, you're married to you know, a woman of DST. So, you know, already, you know, you got my heart. So you already rocked that crusty and cream deep within. That's number one. But number two, I just remember how we met, initially how we met. And I just remember you saying something along the lines, and don't quote me, but you felt like you needed to know me. And, you know, that just speaks volumes to who I am. Not that I'm cocky. I'm just confident. I'm just confident what it is, you know. But right. I just remember you saying that, and I like people that step out and take a chance, you know, because we're all in rooms sometimes, and people like, you know, I, I you know, I want to go speak, I want to go say something. I feel like, you know, I'm gonna go speak. I'm gonna go say something, you know. And so I will never forget you. And I just remember the banter that night, and you just, you know made a mark in my brain and so I'm I'm just gonna always turn to you that's a hashtag right there I always turn to you yeah that's beautiful <laughs> so 
let's talk about therapy in our community. Why do you yes, feel sir. like we run from getting the help that we really need? I think that we first initially the issue is that with anyone regardless of race that process of identifying recognizing and identifying that you know you are in need of support is difficult one because we use words like help which it is help but in that same token when you're in a space emotionally that word help it becomes a trigger and it makes you feel like there's something quote unquote wrong with you that you're crazy and that's something that we all struggle with but when you consider the fact that in our community mental health has not the option to prioritize mental health has not always been there Uh, we've spent so many years and generations in survival mode and our focus has been on you know the big rocks, so to speak, you know, whether it be rights, whether it be, uh, you know, justice, whether it be, you know, within our own community, building brands and businesses, we are now getting to a point where we can see that, you know, mental health is a benefit and not an indication of a shortcoming or indication of, you know, you being a problem or being crazy but that is something that everyone should have. We all should have unbiased, impartial professionals to process our life through, to give us perspective in a way that, you know, helps us see the world the way it should be versus the way that our experiences and our fears and our doubts can kind of color the world and oftentimes negatively affect our world. Yes, yes. You know, because... You said you hit something on the head. Like, that's something that we should realize that we are entitled to. Like, when we think about us historically, like, oppression, depression um, has followed us from from our existence to America, from the, you know, from the passage over here. Like, the time, it was just hard. Like, it was Mm -hmm. just hard. And, like, I think we have conditioned ourselves to believe in or thinking that life should be hard. Hell no. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Like, I shouldn't have to continue to endure this pain. I should lay this down and work through this. Because if not, it will continue. Do Would you agree that, you know, like, we have, you've treated people that deal with generational things would you agree in that aspect? Oh, by far. I would definitely agree. And I would underline it and I would put it in bold and I would highlight it and I would italicize it because that's that generational, that term that you used is the key to what we're talking about at this moment. Mm. You're talking literally folks being forced to move from what they know to a, a whole new world. So first of all, you take the option out of it So when you say it's not even about the language, so to speak, or the culture, although those are big parts of it, but now we're talking about that the emotional toll losing those things has on a person. And when you talk to your children, you're going to raise your children in the way that you believe is right. And if you have issues that you are carrying, you're going to pass that to your children, 
if you're not mindful of it. And so that survival mode that I mentioned earlier, you know, that depression that you mentioned, those are things that from a behavioral standpoint, from a parenting standpoint, from a socialization standpoint, can easily pass from generation, whether it be intentional or with the observation of the child, you'll pass it down. And so now you have two, three, four, five generations of the same mindset. And what we tend to do as people, we just do what we know just because we know it and we're comfortable with it. And so we, we duplicate, you know, certain mindsets without really investigating or assessing, you know, the source of it and whether it's truly beneficial for us. Mm. No, we, we don't investigate. We investigate. We don't mm. investigate at all. Like we take what somebody else said. It could be hating. You know what I mean? Like, and then we, we take it and we adopt it. Ooh, invest the hate. I'm going to have to go on and use that. <laughs> okay, we invest the hate. We take what somebody has said that was hating on us and we adopt it as our own as well. From what I can, uh, we, you know, somebody told us, no, what did you read? What did, the, what did you, especially dealing with this coronavirus situation like you know 5g it's the fact like what like do you listen to yourself like stop being fed the foolishness because what it does is it continues to create this cycle of not uh, oh, no way out you know like i get out mm -hmm. you know jordan pale's video uh movie yeah. get out get out <laughs> you know like get out stop taking what somebody has said about you and stop believing that you are conditioned to be this way, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, yes, you know, you can break the chain. Absolutely. That brings me to my next question. In your profession, what do you see when you just go without being treated for so long? Oh, well, I think with that manic episode you mentioned earlier, that type of thing becomes more prevalent. You know, managing your emotions becomes more difficult your relationships are going to suffer, you know, your profession or, you know, being associated with certain goals, it will become more difficult to focus on them and achieve them, you know, and that's just like the top of the list. That's not even a comprehensive list of things that will impact you if you let it go so long. Uh, however, I think what's maybe the most important of those is the relationship aspect because the support system that we all need, we generally create our support system. But when you have a mental illness or you're struggling with, you know, certain hurts and you don't deal with those hurts, then you are 99% of the time, the people closest to you are the ones that are feel the brunt of your pain. And what's crazy is that the real crazy is that you don't recognize you're doing it until it's too late. And so, you know. The real crazy, yeah. but they never do. They never do. It's like too, like when they look up, it's like okay, this person is gone. This person is gone. My business is uh, going under. Um, you know, my business partners, we're not talking. Um, yeah, mm, it's hard to recognize it. So, can you give people some suggestions on how to recognize when you need to seek therapy or seek? counsel i could and i you know but i think the better strategy the most effective strategy is to have you a therapist on call 
everyone needs mental health support. Mental health is a thing. So, yes, we could absolutely say, you know, when you find yourself looking at life and you're feeling sad about it, even though intellectually you understand things are going well, that's a sign to look for. When you find yourself irritated by people, but intellectually you recognize that, you know, they've not done anything to you. So in short, when we recognize that our intellect and our emotions are consistently misaligned, then those are signs. But that said, if you have a mental health therapist on tap, on call, if you have a relationship and you're doing the work proactively, then those things are one, are easier to catch. Two, you can mm-hmm. make the changes or the improvements in a way that does not cause you to be in crisis mode in working through those things. And so it becomes mental health maintenance versus repair. Say that again, mental health maintenance versus repair. That's proactive versus reactive. I think that we are, um, and, and it's ongoing. Let me say that. I mean, let me throw my therapist. No, I'm, let me throw my degree in there because I don't have a, the, the licensure. Mm-hmm. I think that people re- don't realize that it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. People will go some in our culture. We go when we get that divorce or that that big heartbreak or, you know, we lose that person. We go. But like you said, the kids keeping them on tap. Hey, Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you got going on girl I need to come in and see you because for me I am triggered I'll tell anybody bitch like me got PTSD mm-hmm. and it, no I ain't gonna fight in no war I, I have fought in wars I have not gone for to an Afghanistan mm-hmm. but you know I'm triggered the moment I you know uh, and I think that's what happened to Kanye, Mm -hmm. he was triggered by something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and because he has not received any help, you know, Mm. he didn't know how to, uh, I'm going to say, sort through his emotions, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that we got to be able to identify our triggers and to, like you say, be proactive and not reactive. Keep your person on standby like, hey, I need you. I'm feeling, I'm feeling. Absolutely. And and in most cases, I think what's, you know, the most effective approach is to, you know, have a check-in regardless. You know, things are going fine in my head, but I'm going to go, you know, once a month just to get a check-in, just to get a tune-up, you know, and not wait until there's a problem. You mentioned some scenarios when we have loss, you know, or when we're getting ready to get married, you know, we got to do the marriage counseling because the you know that person who's officiating a lot of times will not marry you without it you know and so that all that's all great but it just becomes a part of the process for that season and that's where we get lost it's only in that season but we have you know a lifetime of seasons going at all times Mm, a lifetime of seasons going at all times so marriage counseling grief counseling um a lost counseling 
Um, there are different there, and there are different niches. And one thing I know for sure is that you can't go to everybody for the same thing, mm -hmm. because some people deal with grief on a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. You know, some people deal with you know a loss of a business on a whole nother level. But we, like I say, we steer clear from those things that we definitely need. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Kanye for a minute. Let's. Top of his game. One of the greatest producers of all times. I'm not going to say he's the greatest rapper. Fight me, you know, but <laughs> I'm going to say he is a cold producer. One of the coldest producers. Got everything. Because sometimes we think on this other side, on this other side, we think that if I get the money, if I get the fame, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Life is going to be gravy, baby. Mm -hmm. you, know, we, you know, like we think that, like, especially in our culture, we think that, mm -hmm. right? So Kanye has, you know, one of the world's most recognized wives. He got beautiful children. He has a plethora of money. Um, he has, like I say, um, you know, acts and concerts that sell out. Mm -hmm. He has enough money to buy himself a seat in the 2020 presidential election he has to buy his way on because he didn't do the work he didn't do the work on the back end so he gotta buy his way in right mm -hmm. you got all of this all of this all of this all of this all people would die to be married to your wife mm -hmm. people would die to have the money that you do but you up here struggling mm -hmm. from your standpoint as a black man and as a therapist what is the underlining issue you think mm. that's that's hard to pin down without having them in the chair <laughs> mm. you know um so you could speculate and you know certainly we all have kind of acknowledged and recognized that the loss of his mother you know at least for us on the outside looking in was the beginning of a change, you know? Um, so certainly that has something to do with it. And we, we are aware that, you know, he's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. We know that. And so we know some of the things are, you know, indicative of that particular condition. However, at the same time, I think that he's, been struggling with a false sense of confidence for a long time and if you um are a person who are you know who's into hip-hop you've heard him say in lyrics you know i basically saying i i'm not the only one that feels this way i'm just the first one to admit it you know i wear this watch so you'll notice you know i buy this thing or drive this car or have this home you know because it'll make me feel good the thing about that with folks like him is that you have the access to get all the things, all the trappings of success. And it's possibly more frustrating because you can, in short order, purchase, have the experience, have the feeling, and then come down from that feeling because all of those things are temporary, right? That's mm -hmm. happiness and it's not joy. And that, that very well could be the underlying thing that he's not found true joy. Mm. So what's the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness is 
today. You know, you bought me a thing. We went to a place. You know, I had a positive experience. I got the job. I'm happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Joy, on the other hand, is even though for those people in the church, right, in spite of. Hey, come on. You know, so when you don't get the job and you cannot buy the house, but you're still content, you're still at peace, you can still have a smile on your face despite your circumstance, that would be joy. And that's a lot more difficult to obtain because, you know, if you're a person that's purchasing, hey, I want the new car and you get the new car, well, after a few months, it's not, you know, not as new. And after a year, it's not new at all. And after three years, you know, it's a, a car note. You know, and so that happiness comes goes from happiness to just another responsibility. It's like when you redecorate. Initially, you sit there and you stare and it's beautiful. And then after a while, it just kind of fades into the background of your life, you know, and happiness is the same way. It's temporary. So when you're looking for joy, which is what I believe he's really searching for. And let's, you know, as an aside note, you know, he's also professed to be saved now. And so in that the expectation is that you find joy. However, it's hard to maintain that if you have mental health concerns and you're not actively managing them. Mm. You know, I was taught that happiness is based on what's happening, right? And like you said, joy is an innate thing. Nobody, I wake up joyful. Like the world didn't give it and literally, come on church, the world (laughs) can't take it away and so like you know and it's another bible verse that i'm reminded of and whatever state i find myself in Mm -hmm. therefore i will be content contentment Mm -hmm. comes from joy like i don't have the biggest home but it's mine and 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 listen it's mine and i'm good with this like i don't have to live in a certain neighborhood i know right now you know, with Corona going on, um, I, I've lost a lot of neighbors. I'm like, y'all moving in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> like, wait, like, I, I'm, am I scared? Like, oh no, you know. Yeah. But they are leaving because, you know, the uh, the newest communities, you know, are you know slashing prices, you know. And girl, they could get me in this home, girl, and he got the banister, and he got this, and I got the, you know, that door at Home Depot, and I'm like, really? But you struggle to live over here. Right. Right. You know, but you, you try to find it. That's struggling right here. And so <laughs> you're going to go out there to struggle some more. Right. Like, no, I want to be a travel rich. Mm-hmm. I'll be house folk. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I want a little, little note. Because I need to stay in Europe and Africa. And, mm-hmm. You know, we, we put our money to what matters to us. And for me, like to say I live here, like that's just temporal. Where I travel because it brings me lasting, everlasting joy mm-hmm. to go and experience other things, taste other foods, see the world. One reason why I travel the way I do is because my beloved grandmother, like she worked so hard, but she never went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like a vacation was to go down to her sister's house and sit in the country. And it's nothing wrong with that because guess what? That bought her joy. But I, yeah. I know that she desired to go more places and see the world. Mm-hmm. But you know, going back to Kanye, I too believe his mom 
was um, a driving force that shifted his trajectory. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, a mother's love kind of, a mama just makes it all right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, regardless, you can have all of those things, the house, the children, all of those things. But if you don't have that person, A, to keep you grounded, and if you don't, and if you are surrounded with yes people, right? Because when we get these businesses and brands, we get surrounded with yes people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that yes people are good for you in the long run or in the short? Well, I think that you know when when you're young and you know you're fresh and you're starting the idea, maybe not necessarily chronologically young, but young in the vision then, you know, you're going to have yes people. But in that particular season, it's support. I'm encouraging you. Go do that. Yes, you can do that. Yes, you can make that happen. Yes, you can build that. In that season, it is a positive. As you grow, you know, and your business gets better or your talent gets stronger or your opportunities uh, diversify, then your perspective changes. And so the way Mm. you see the world is different than when when you started. However, the people that you're marketing to or working with or working for, they very well may not have changed their perspective. And so it's easy to lose touch with those people and it's easy to lose touch with the public in the way that you had initially. So when you get to that season and you have yes people, now it's a negative because they're supposed to be there to offer you perspective. Hey, I know this sounds like a good idea to you right now, but, you know, the people that you're trying to reach, they don't have access to that or they don't go to that. Or, you know, as a general rule of thumb, they're not aware of that, you know, just to give you some perspective. So you can say, OK, well, what can we do to make that possible versus assuming that that is the case? Because that's now your reality, thinking that it's everyone's reality. So, you know, to, to try to simplify the answer, it depends on what season you're in. Early on, it's support. Later on, it's a crutch. Mm. Mm. Ooh. Later on, it's a crutch. Oh, man, listen, this is a great conversation. You know, if I get, I'm listening with my whole heart, not with yeah. my ears. I listen with my heart. And that's the difference. So, you know, you just hitting some things on the head this morning. Um, this Black Lives Matter. Mm. You know, what do you feel as a black man about this movement? I, you know, I don't, I would think it would be dishonest to say that I, not to say that I have mixed feelings, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think anyone who's honest with themselves would probably suggest the same. Is there a need for it? Absolutely. So the, however, the trend now is to have a movement. And so the, the work that, that needs to be done, you know, if this is the way to get the work done, absolutely, we should continue to do that. However, that's not necessarily what's happening, right? This is not a three-month, four-month initiative, right? This is a lifestyle. You know, we have to constantly be on the lookout, constantly be on the move, constantly pushing for positive change. And that doesn't necessarily come with a hashtag. So do I love the movement? Yes. Is the movement needed? 
Yes. I think maybe the issue is did the things that happen have to happen before we mobilize. And when mm. those no longer emotionally strong in our hearts, will it fall by the wayside? And that's the question I think we have to ask ourselves in in moving forward. Mm. That's good. That's good. So what are you confident in right now? You know, because this is a, this is confluence, you know, where confidence meets influence. And so I got to ask you, what are you confident in at this moment? I'm confident that the people who are at the centerpiece in the various cities and states are the people whose hearts have always been there. That's what I'm confident in. And so those people are moving into political office. You know, those people are, you know, utilizing their branding and their businesses to, to impact change. So I'm confident that the change agents will continue to push for change. And I'm hopeful that those remaining continue to follow that lead, whether that be in supporting minority businesses, whether that be, you know, getting out and voting, these things that sometimes fall, you know, become less important because, you know, we don't feel like the process benefits us, you know, or, you know, we don't necessarily want to support a minority business because, quote unquote, you know how they are. Mm. So these are things that, you know, call our cause for concern. But as, but when you ask me, what am I confident in? I'm confident that the change agents will continue to push for change. Well, tell everybody where they can find you so they can get put you on their speed dial and say hey i need some help right and i would love to help you can find me at on several ways actually www.progress2purpose.com that's progress the number two purpose.com um, you can follow me on instagram and twitter p2p underscore lpc p number two p underscore lpc and you can even find me on facebook progress to purpose concierge therapy all of those are ways to reach me. You could even, if you're looking for therapeutic services, you can even email me directly. And it's the same thing. Progress to purpose, the number two, progress to purpose at gmail.com. Well, thank you for giving up your time, sitting in your car, just to have this great conversation. I appreciate you so much, man. Mm, I appreciate your appreciation. And I appreciate you back. <laughs> All right. Have a, an amazing day. You do the same. Take care. Whatsoever state I find myself in, therefore, I will be content. Yes, I strive for contentment. Thank you, V. Sebastian Moore, for the interview and being so transparent. Transparency is paramount for therapy to work. The counselor in me respects the therapist in you. Ladies of Confluence, please go like, follow, and share in his journey. Remember, there is a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness focuses on what is happening, and joy comes from a place no one can explain. So let's focus on those things that bring us great joy. And you know what is bringing me great joy right about now? 
my new website. Like, I'm really, really stoked about that. So please go check that out. www.iamcharliemarcole.com And I got some more stuff up my sleeve. So stay tuned. Listen, I'm always working. I got to use this time wisely and effectively. Well, that's it for me this week. I'm off to pack. I am headed to the hill country for a quick getaway. I need to step away and see something different. Like Houston has traffic again. I so miss phase one. I miss phase one. Until then, be blessed and a blessing to others. See you next week, Confluencers. Oh yeah, leave your girl a review. I told you before, reviews keep you relevant. Smooches.